Hey, before we start this episode, if you're interested in helping me with fostering these seven kittens and their two cat mamas, holler at me. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Instagram, go to our Facebook page, either one. Uh, we've taken on <laughs> a whole lot. Uh, our family has grown by nine. Um, it should just be temporary if I can find forever homes. But um, we're in a fostering situation, and we are getting some help, and I appreciate it, and may God bless you tenfold for it. But if you want to help out just for, just for the month that we're scheduled to be fostering these kittens, please go to Instagram, find out more information there, okay? I'll, I'll keep everybody posted on there. Also, Susie, I'm not going to say your last name, but Susie, please check your junk mail or your spam folder. I've tried to get back in touch with you about seven times. You've messaged me from different emails and I keep replying and I get nothing in return. So Susie, if you're out there, please check your junk folder, check your spam emails. I'm, I'm trying to get back in touch with you. All right, I'll shut up. Enjoy the show. God bless. I love you guys. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got another great episode for you today. This week, we are bringing on Patience. She has tons to talk about. I'm not going to get in her way on that. and I'm not going to disclose too much because, you know, I like to be surprised just like you do uh, as the conversation unfolds. I, I'm going to leave this genuine, so I didn't I didn't dig too much. But um, we've been working on lining up a good schedule time for us to talk. So she'll be coming on shortly. Um, real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know that if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to be on the show, you can reach me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. You can call me at 304-812-0553. That's the bump phone that's sitting right over here. We're waiting for your call. Um, or you can get at me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, any of those platforms, but the most surefire way to make sure I see it 
um, would be on um, email. Let me see here. That's patients messaging me back right now. All right, she'll be on here any second. Um, real quick, these YouTube episodes. My numbers have been kind of stagnant for months and months. Uh, I'd say probably six months. I've set just under a thousand. So what we're going to do, um, and to give more to my patrons, because I feel like I haven't given them enough. What we're going to do is uh, these episodes. There will be short episodes for youtube you know i'll i'll put segments on but these videos in their entirety are going to be reserved for patrons um i've had a membership through the website that's been up and down it hasn't really taken off there's a whole lot of fees going on with the with using the the website the way out i wanted to isn't working out so we're going to move everything keep it all on patreon um, there's going to be early release content. There's going to be exclusive video content. If you guys want the raw uncut footage or whatever, um, or a nice clean episode, but video in full will be on Patreon. Um, that just seems like the, the most fair way to do it for people who are going that extra step to support the show, um, to show my appreciation for you. I want to give something back, you know, more than what I'm doing already. Um, I appreciate your patience uh, being with me while I try to, to figure this all out. Um, but I think that's going to be the best route uh, for this foreseeable future is to give, uh, give Patreon more attention and to, to keep, keep, keep YouTube at a, uh, a smaller scale since it's, it's not wanting to grow like the rest of the show. You know, <laughs> uh, I almost get embarrassed when I'm like, hey, yeah, I got a podcast. Yeah, it's on YouTube, but it's a, just a fraction of the subscribers on YouTube as it is compared to the downloads I get off, you know, on just a podcast. So we'll just focus more on, uh, on content, okay? Not, not as much about where all to find it. It'll still be on every podcast platform. That'll still be free. This is just for those that want to support the show. I'm going to give more. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and bring patience on. And uh, you all just sit back and relax and enjoy a good episode. Hey there, believers. Let's bring her on right now. Wow, that's fast. All right. Well, I want to start first um, by thanking you because you're a part of the reason um, I decided to start a podcast of my own. And I decided to reach out to you to be the first um, person I shared the story with um, because you are just always so welcoming on your podcast. I mean, there's just an energy about you. And I, you had the anchor ads out. And so you made it sound really easy, like it was easy to start a podcast. But I remember how you had someone on who I believe was a podcast host themselves. And they were talking about, um, you know, just the podcast community, how it's like a big family and how um, it's not like a competition and that there's room for anybody to do it. And the more people, the better. 
And you guys were just kind of talking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because I want to, it's going to be fun. And I wanted to do it to uh, get in touch with more like-minded people like yourselves. And so I'm just really excited to be here talking to you um, because I just love having conversations like these and it's cool. I look up to you along with uh, many other podcasters. I've been listening to you for like a year. Um, so I'm just really excited to share this with you and get your opinions and your thoughts. Sweet. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> That's like very yep. kind words. <laughs> uh yeah. yeah uh i want you to share with everybody the name of your podcast and where they can listen to it at and uh yeah i i, I appreciate that i try to just be myself on here i hear people talking about um their their podcast life versus their real life and i i know that sometimes we can't disclose everything but the the longer i do it the more open i feel like i'm able to be and it's it's a little raw sometimes and sometimes I, I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but you know, it just is what it is. So Yeah. You can't dwell on those things and being yourself is the best you can ever be. So just, it's what I do. I'm just an open book, you know, There you go. Can't go wrong. If you tell the truth, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, sorry, were you going to say something? Oh yeah. I was just going to say, well, go ahead, let's go ahead and share where they can find you at. And then we'll go over it again at the end too. And that way everybody can, hop on there after they listen to us talk. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for the plug. Uh, it's called deep perception podcast. Um, so I, I should be on, well, like I said, I used anchor, so they throw you everywhere. Um, so I should be on all major platforms and I just started out, you know, it's not anything, um, too crazy yet, but I would love, you know, any feedback and stuff anyone will have to give me and yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, but I'm not just here to get attention either. I want to uh, have a message. <laughs> I have a message for everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I want to hear it. All right. Well, you, you sent me a, an awesome email and yeah, I will share it if that's okay with you. Um, yeah. At least with, uh, you know, patrons or maybe on Instagram. I don't know. Just, just however it comes out, it comes out, but yeah, I'll do whatever. I don't, I don't care either way. Um, wanted to give people more of a visual. And my idea with that is because I don't know, maybe to an outsider, I could sound a little crazy. So I wanted to formulate enough proof as what I call proof, you know, um, can't make all that up, you know, just <laughs> to get people to realize, you know, that it's something that they should pay attention to themselves, um, which we'll get into that. Uh, so first off, um, the idea of a synchronicity, have you, have you heard of that idea before personally? Uh I have. I have heard of synchronicities. Yeah, I figured so. Well, I, um, you know, the definition coined by Carl Jung was the idea of events being um, related in meaning, not just cause and effect, which is how we typically see things. And everyone can relate to having coincidences. If you've gone your whole life and haven't had a coincidence, that would be really surprising, right? Right. Um, Plenty of us say, oh, what a coincidence. What are the odds? That was ironic. That's weird. Um, you know, you, you're thinking of an old friend you haven't talked to for years. And then seconds later, they give you a phone call. You know, that's could be viewed as a synchronicity, um, a coincidence. Also, it can be, um, I'm actually reading a book called When God Winks by Squire Rushnell. And it talks about how um, he coined the term God Winks, but I like it and I adapted it um, because it just makes sense. It's coincidences that God is kind of throwing at you 
or, you know, the universe or, you know, whatever you believe. I'm not here to push any religion, but it's God to me. Um, and that we can, when you recognize these in your lives, you can start seeing more and more and it really connects you spiritually, which is something that most people are very far away from. Um, so I think back in the day, you know, way back in the day, we were a lot more connected to nature and to spirit and to God and the universe. And we are more um, all one. And unfortunately, we've steered away from that. But this is a good way to kind of see the proof in your own life. I believe that you can see these type of synchronicities, no matter what your religion is, no matter what your beliefs. I was an atheist most of my life. Um, not that I believe I didn't believe in anything. I was majorly just into science and evolution. I had no faith in anything other than what I can see and touch and feel. Um, and the synchronicities are what actually changed all of that. Um, so there are a lot of other people that bring up synchronicities throughout history. I mean, uh, Pythagoras talked about it. Um, and the alchemist, it's even mentioned by Paul Cello. Paulo Cello, sorry. And most of these people even had a lot of these synchronicities in their own lives as well, uh, which brought them to writing the book they wrote that changed the world and yada, yada. Um, some examples of these synchronicities, um, like in the book, when God winks, it mentions a woman who was a single mother and she needed exactly $625 to you know, pay her electric and her rent so that her lights didn't get shut off and all that. And uh, she was just at her wit's end, didn't know what to do. So she stood on top of the Bible and said, dear God, I'm standing on top of your word. Mm. Help me. I need help. And the next day, somehow $625 just appeared. She got this random check in the mail and her bank account actually had more money than it was supposed to. And it was just like, okay, what are the odds? Right. And there's a lot of other examples. Um, I heard another story about someone who in their teen years or in their early 20s wrote on $10 bills the word, the name Esther, which was her name. And she had just gotten out of a bad relationship. And she said, if God, if I'm supposed to have a soulmate, then one of these dollar bills are going to end up in the hands of the man I'm supposed to marry. And then, you know, like 10 years go by or so. And this guy she had been dating found a dollar bill with her name on it and he thought it was funny and ironic. So he framed it and he gifted it to her the same day he asked to be official. And she just lost her mind oh, wow. because that was her dollar bill she had wrote on. So that right there is just crazy coincidence, right? Yeah, like those awesome. odds you can't even calculate. Right. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, whether it happens like that crazy or just, you know, like you're thinking of a song and next thing you know, it plays on the radio things like that even the smallest things right right it says in the bible it references um and proverbs 19:21. and i'm not very bible literate i mean i'm trying my best i know you're better at that so um but it says that god is in control of even the most random event right no matter how random it may seem or how small it may seem and, and i was looking in the bible for you know talk about synchronicities or coincidences and I didn't dig too deep, but there was a mention one time in uh, Luke 1031 about the word coincidence. And that was the only mention of it. But the, what was interesting to me and stood out was coincidence, which translated from the Greek word synchron, 
So it's S-Y-N-K-Y-R-I-A-N, Synchrovin. Doesn't that sound a lot like synchronicity? It does. So I don't know. That was just interesting to me. That is. Um, Yeah. So I remember this one time, I don't have this in my chronological order of events, but I was listening to a song on my phone, like on my YouTube music, and I had lost Wi-Fi or my phone died. I can't remember. But anyways, the song got caught off and I was like, dang it, I was into that, you know, and the radio switched on and it was the exact same song playing in the exact same spot. Oh, wow. Right. Which was just weird. And that was so long ago before I was even open to anything, but it was just, it was just weird, you know, and I'm sure that was just a coincidence, but when you have a lot of those in your life, you really start to question it, which is what, yeah. Um, so anyways, it started with me before, like I said, I was more atheistic most of my life. I didn't believe I didn't have faith and nothing besides the physical. And it wasn't until I started watching ancient aliens Mm -hmm. on history channel. They, you know, I don't agree with a lot of their theories, obviously, um, but you know, it was entertaining and it also got me to question history because up till that point, I trusted our government. I trusted the history books. I trusted all that. I never questioned it once until that show kind of got me questioning if maybe we don't have all the answers. Right. Yep. And then that led me to finding podcasts, actually. So I got on Twitter and started following things around ancient aliens. And it led me to like Tony Merkel and Greg Carlwood, Sam Tripoli, um, all those guys I'm sure you're familiar with. And uh, yeah, so I got deep into the rabbit hole, just questioning everything. And actually, at first, you know, listening to all the experience, I'm sorry, experiences on Tony Merkel's podcast, The Confessionals. I was like, man, there's hundreds of people with experiences with these demonic things or just these weird things or just these poltergeist activities in their homes and all this spirit stuff. And I was like, this is true. Like, not all these people can be lying. Right. And so I believed in it. I believed in evil and I believed in spirits. But then I had this epiphany that, okay, well, if you believe in that, you have to believe in the opposite. You have to believe in God. And you have to believe in angels and you have to believe in the opposite. So I was like, all right, okay, I believe. (laughs) So that was kind of how it got into it. And it was funny that about that time, um, and this is when it all kinds of starts for me. Now, this was back in, I'm trying not to look at my notes too much, but starting around November 2019 was when I was going through all that uh, shift in perspective. And around, I don't know, the end of December, or early January, I was in a bad place with my relationship and was just kind of slipping into depression. And, you know, you have this paradigm shift in your perspective of everything. And then things in life aren't going well. And I just, looking back on it now, I think I, this is when I first surrendered to God. Right. And I just said, help me, you know, guide me. I'm, I'm finally, I believe in you and I'm asking you, to stick me on the path I'm supposed to be on because I don't think I am on the right path right now. And then I'm not even kidding you just days after Ryan, which is my fiance and um, who I'm with now, who I was with then. And we were not getting along. We did not even agree on a single thing at all. We are barely talking. We are living in separate rooms. That's how bad it was. Right. But somehow we both woke up and thought, 
let's stop trying to get rich and let's get poor because that is what I don't know we just had this like epiphany feeling it was just right I don't know and we both came to that conclusion separately and we both brought the idea to each other together and it's significant because we weren't getting along so there's no reason we would be on the same frequency with that it was weird so looking back on it now we think it was divine intervention that we were like sent that intuition for a reason um so we decided to get poor which means we were we didn't want to work our lives away anymore we were just we had just become um life and health insurance agents and it was destroying our relationship it was destroying everything because it was consuming us and we were barely seeing our kids and we barely got to do anything fun you know it was just wasn't the way it was supposed to be um so get poor and we thought okay well how do we do that well we need to simplify we ended up deciding to go off grid. So we, we got a camper and we ended up moving to where we are now on our own piece of land and, uh, and all that. So that's, it was just weird that we both had that feeling at the same time after I prayed for guidance. Um, and I have no doubt now that I'm on the right path. So I know for a fact that prayer was answered through that. Absolutely. That is, that's so interesting that you guys would do that and, that you would come to that same conclusion at the same time like that. Um, exactly. Because that's, that's not a common thought, you know, let's pursue yes. being poor because I'm like, well, I can show you how to do that. I lived that. <laughs> I grew up that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that, but that is, that's a wonderful thing. And I, I know you're probably going to expand on that. Um, but that, uh, when you mentioned Sam Tripoli, and then you talked about how you had this paradigm shift, I'm sure if you still listen to Sam, it's like he he says all the time that, you know, all conspiracies lead to spirituality. Yes. I have that in my notes because that <laughs> is so true. Yes. Yes. Conspirituality. <laughs> they call it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, that, that is a hundred percent truth. And, uh, you know, I've gotten over the last five years or so, I've, I've gotten way closer to God and I can think, you know, podcasts like Sam's show, uh, Blurry Creatures the last couple of years, mm-hmm. Tony's show. Um, yeah, I I love the path that you're on because it sounds so familiar, you know. That's but, awesome. Yeah. I'm glad I don't sound absolutely crazy then. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Unless, well, good, I don't good. know, maybe. Maybe, maybe to some crazy. people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay, though. Yeah. I, um, I, I just think it's cool. And most people, I talk about it. You know, most people thought we were crazy when we're like, yeah. And, and we contemplated for a long time how we were going to do everything. We kind of just figured it out. But that's the crazy thing. I was so indecisive back then. I was only 20, 20 years old. And um, I just had a baby like six months before this decision. And, and it was just crazy that we both were like, yeah, let's do it. And we just dove right in. We didn't, we were always prepared for obstacles, but we didn't really worry about them. We didn't really you know, have the thoughts, well, what if, well, what if, what if we just knew it will work out, it will work out, it will work out. And we weren't attributing it to God. And I honestly didn't even really think about that prayer and it being connected until way later. We just kind of dove in, we got busy, we started selling all of our stuff, minimalizing to fit our townhouse, huge house that, you know, we've spent thousands of dollars accumulating crap. And we just got rid of it all. And, uh, we got a camper. We made a five-year plan. We got a camper and we, we moved and our five-year plan is almost finished after only three years. 
So we got a piece of land, our land contract. We had no credit. We were still paycheck to paycheck. I mean, we were just normal people. We, we did not have money. We did not have credit, nothing, but it all worked out. So we got our land. We only had to pay $10,000 for it, which was extremely cheap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not, you know, an extravagant piece of land. It's like a long rectangle, but Hey, it's, you know, it's all ours, but yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really do thank God for all this because it was, it was divine intervention. And that was one of the first synchronicities that I really experienced. And I didn't notice it at the moment at all. I had no term to describe what had happened. I just knew it in my intuition that this is what was supposed to happen. Right. And after we were already living in our camper, at first we had to go to like a campground and live for a couple months until we got our land. Um, and so happened to be an abandoned house here on the land that everyone told us to burn down and destroy. And we actually have completely remodeled it and it will be done in just a couple months. So oh, wow. that's another blessing in all of it. Um, yes. But this is when I started seeing the numbers 33 a lot. And this might sound a little cuckoo, right? Um, and I thought I was kind of cuckoo for a while when I was seeing it and Yes, I know that if you buy a car, you'll start seeing that car and you can do all of this in your head. I'm completely aware of that. And that's what I thought a lot of it was. But there was things that had happened that I cannot, I cannot just brush off into being, oh, it's just in my mind. So you'll, you'll see that. So the three threes started showing up. I was just seeing three threes everywhere. I was deep into conspiracies. I had listened to a couple podcasts about numerology and I don't really mess with all that stuff. I just think it's entertaining. And when I started seeing the three threes, I was like, hmm, let's see what it says on Google. So I would just Google it. And it was saying that something along the lines of, oh, your guardian angels are trying to sh tell you you're on the right path, yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, all right, God, if this is, if this is supposed to be a sign from you, then I will always take it as that. And if I ever see it, or if I ever go a long period without seeing these numbers, that can be your way of telling me to shift paths again. Cause I just felt like I had this relationship, you know, that I could, I could speak like this and Absolutely. yeah. And I just kind of still thought I was just kind of being crazy and it was just in my head. So I would just see it, you know, and I, it would just kind of make me smile. And I didn't really know if I was just doing it myself or it really was some kind of communication, but regardless, it made me feel good and it made me feel happy. So I just rolled with it. And then we get to around July, 2020, I was standing. I remember right? I was standing at the campground. We were living in the camper now and I was doing my dishes and I have a window right in front of the sink. And I was actually listening to a podcast about uh, spirituality and guardian angels and um, all this, the spiritual stuff. And I look out and boom, there's an albino squirrel just chilling in my yard. Nice. So I was like, I, I've never seen one of those before. That's so cool. And I, so I just Googled it. What's it mean when you see a squirrel? Because I had just been listening to this podcast that made me think to Google it. And it said something about the coming of change or a uh, new spirituality. And I was just like, hmm, that's kind of fitting right? Because of just getting this prayer answered when I asked for guidance and now I'm living in this camper and having all these realizations and I'm seeing this number everywhere. And it was, it was just weird, but sure. still I wasn't, 
entirely convinced that I wasn't just crazy. And then um, this isn't, some of these experiences I'm going to go into chronological order aren't necessarily have anything to do with synchronicities or numbers or anything. They're just experiences that I thought were cool to share. So, yeah. and this is one of those. Um, so after I seen the squirrel, I was specifically listening to a podcast with Tony Merkel or not with Tony Merkel, but his podcast. And um, they were just talking about demon possession. It was just a normal experience and talking about demonic possession and exorcisms and, and all that stuff. And I remember my aunt was in the hospital and she had an aneurysm years and years ago. And she kind of just had a psyche break during all of that, which now looking back, I think it was demonic oppression. I think something attached to her. Oh yeah. And you know, it makes me sad now she's passed away and I wasn't communicating with her because, you know, of her behaviors when it might not have been entirely her fault, you know? Um, but in this experience, she was in the hospital and my other aunt went there to visit her and to comfort her. And she was in a vegetative state. Her kidneys were failing. Things weren't looking good. And, uh, she was in a vegetative state for like three days. My aunt was doing everything for her. And she was, sorry, I lost my train of thought. She was in the vegetative state. And then my aunt, she woke up and she was still very, only half out of it, half in it. And my aunt, not the one in the hospital, the other one was talking to her and asking her how she was feeling. My That aunt is also a nurse. She was doing nursey stuff. And she said, you know, I have a lot of people praying for you right now. And my aunt said that she shot straight up out of the bed, just straight up, even after her muscles should have not have allowed her to do this because you, you know how it is when someone's in a hospital bed and oh, haven't yeah. moved in three days, they're not going to just sit straight up, but you know, that happened. I guess she sat straight up and said her boyfriend was Jesus and was going to heal her and she didn't need prayers. And my aunt said that her eyes turned black that she saw her eyes just flash black, but then a nurse walked in and everything was kind of back to normal. And my aunt was just left there kind of freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was significant to me in that moment. Not only was I listening to the podcast specifically about demonic possession at that same time, my aunt had called me about this. Um, but to me, it was, interesting because I had been having frequent dreams and I have very vivid dreams every single night. Every single night I remember my dreams and they're very vivid. They feel very real and it doesn't matter. I can remember dreams I've had two years ago, last night, all of them. That's well, not all gift. of them, but that, that's a yeah, gift. it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's a gift, but it's a curse. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. And you know, when I, when I started doing this show, three years ago, I looked at dreams like it was just that. It's just a dream. I had recurring nightmares. I had, you know, uh, what I learned later or kind of like a prophetic dream a couple of times. But I always just tried to brush those off. But the, the longer I do this show and the more I started learning, I was really foolish. <laughs> there is so much information and so much uh, it's such a, a good path of communication, you know, 
to to get things, to receive things, to have revelations through these dreams. Uh, I would love Absolutely. to be able to recall my dreams. I would love that. So tell me, I tell me. I don't know, I don't know why it's so easy for me. Um, it, you know, sometimes it's hard because I'll literally wake up and be emotionally distraught because of the dream I was just in. It literally feels sometimes like I'm in, in a totally different dimension, either living through someone else or. I'm just in an alternate universe of my life, but sometimes it's really impactful. Um, but I've learned to just, you know, it doesn't really bother me anymore, but I've tried to shift it into more of what can I gain out of these dreams and messages can I receive? And I've also learned a lot about dreams through uh, listening to podcasts and people's experiences. And there's definitely more to dreams than just our subconscious processing information from the day. Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, an actual Carl Jung actually spoke on synchronicity, saying that they're just much like dreams, where there is a uh, connection or a uh, what he say exactly. He is basically like a bridge through reality and um, spiritual universal awareness. So he thinks that synchronicities and dreams both have this power to shift our consciousness right. into connecting with this. Um, you know, God or greater awareness or whatever you may refer it to. Um, so that's, that's interesting I as did. well. So um, back to that. So she told me about her eyes turning black and all that. And I had recently been having these dreams. I mean, back to back to back. And usually I don't have very many reoccurring dreams, but this time every night for like this week straight, I was dreaming about being in some kind of sketchy situation where I was screaming in the name of Jesus, you got to leave and go where Jesus tells you to go. And I was just screaming at the top of my lungs and just so upset and passionate, um, which was, you know, I attribute it to just all the stuff I'd listened to. Mm -hmm. And it was Tony Merkel who actually said, Hey, if you tell the, the demons to get out, you might want to say that they need to go where Jesus says, or they might just go wherever they want. So yeah. that was new in my brain. So, but it was just interesting. And I was wondering if there was some kind of connection between me dreaming that and then my aunt all of a sudden showing the sign of possession or oppression. I mean, I guess if your eyes turn black, that'd have to be possession. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you would think. That's, yeah. Mm, that's scary to say, though, isn't it? It is. But hey, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. She had a lot of multiple personalities. So it explains away a lot of the things that didn't make sense, um, how she changed totally. I think, I mean, it was so dramatic that it almost seemed like my aunt died back when she was dying and that something took over her body. That's yeah. how dramatic her personality shifted. So that was creepy. That is creepy. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, but you know, no, it's okay. When when people are oppressed or possessed, or you know, just under any kind of demonic influence like that, it's it's hard for believers that are you know that love them, you know, that are family members and stuff. But it there's so much of it comes down to authority, you know. Mm -hmm. And if the person going through it doesn't deny, you know, that demon access then our prayers are you know kind of called in void, void. You know? 
yeah, yeah. whoa <laughs> jeez <laughs> yeah. um and what's interesting and i actually thought about this recently that uh why was she claiming that she, jesus was her boyfriend that, that was bizarre because her boyfriend wasn't over here like i'm jesus and i'm going to heal you by no means at all right. she just kind of said that and i was wondering if whatever was attached to her was trying to keep her away from praying to the real Jesus for healing by trying to say, Oh, your boyfriend's Jesus. Just, you know, look at him for healing instead of keeping her away from, yeah. you know, it kind, of kind of makes a mockery of the love of Christ too. You know, there's a big difference between, you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, love and, the love of Christ, you know, it, there's yeah. a, it's a different dynamic, you know, it's a different, that's kind true. Of, that's it's a good way scary to put stuff. it. Yeah. And I wish that she was still alive and that I could talk to her more about what she was experiencing, but right. I know she had multiple personality disorders and she would uh, accuse everybody of stealing her identity, which I think was her deflecting that her identity had been stolen yeah. by something not human. Because it wasn't none of us. <laughs> right. So I don't know. But anyways, after that, and oh, and during this whole time, I'm still seeing the threes. And I'm still connecting. I'm still going through all these epiphanies. It's all kind of happened simultaneously. That really, that experience really shook me to the core. Um, and, and had me thinking, okay, there's something going on. I actually, I didn't go and pray for her or anything. I just felt like I needed to stay out of it. But I did ask God to... Uh, to help in any way that he could you know and uh the next thing that was kind of interesting about my dreams was this happened in september so a month after that experience and i had this really vivid dream about this friend who i had spoke to in a significant amount of time like a years and i had this random dream of him where he was on his way home from work and he was texting and driving and he died and I like attended his funeral in the stream. It was this big thing, emotional thing. And I woke up even like crying about it. And I had this intuition that I really needed to text him about it. Even though I hadn't spoke to him in years and I would have seemed like a wacko, I said, no, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So I message him and I say, hey, this might seem weird, but I had this dream. And he goes, actually, that's crazy because I have been texting and driving a lot. And I've been having this really bad feeling. And I'm like, okay, we'll stop. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I will. And it was interesting to me because he could have been someone who never texted and drove. But right. instead he was, oh, I have been doing it. And what's weird in that dream, he had a female passenger with him and she died as well. But that wasn't the focus of the dream. But a couple of weeks later, I had been talking to my friend who was friends with this female that she was talking about carpooling with this exact same guy. So wow. come to find out, he actually does have a female passenger on his way home from work every day. Wow. So I don't know what mm. to contribute that to, but that was very strange. That is. But, you know, obedience, if nothing else, you know, you're, you're getting these messages. You're relaying it to who needs to hear it. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I what bad could have came from that? So I said, why not? You All know? Right. So maybe I saved his life. No, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, but regardless, it did a good thing. It got him to stop texting and driving. So right. hopefully he's still not doing that. 
Yeah. And hopefully anybody listening to this is not texting and driving either. Yes. It's not <laughs> worth it. I know it's very no. tempting, but it's not worth it. And that actually is a good segue into the next experience was actually a car accident. Oh, wow. That was not, yeah. That, and sorry if this is a little emotional for people, um, but my son was in a car accident with his aunt and uncle, who was my fiance's sister and her fiance. And uh, the car accident was not caused by texting and driving, but it was caused by someone dropping their Coke while they were going to take a drink. They dropped it in their lap and just reflexed, you know? So yeah. it was an accident. And he went over the medium around a curb and the aunt and uncle were killed on impact. Oh goodness. And my son was a year and a half in the back seat. And he's completely fine, by the way, just to get that out of the way. He was completely fine and is completely fine. Um, but there are a lot of synchronicities that surround this tragedy. And that's the part I want to focus on because it's very powerful. It was very powerful for everyone within this experience. And um sorry. <laughs> so leading up to it, um, by the way, I think that God can work miracles around tragedies. I think that's the whole kind of point, you know, tragedy is inevitable. And I think that, you know, God can't prevent it all. There's free will, there's lessons to be learned. However you look at it, he can't stop all the bad things from happening in the world. And we shouldn't blame him or hold him accountable for doing so. But he does work miracles as he can around the tragedies in ways that he can. I believe that. And actually there's a good movie called the shack. I think it was on Netflix. Oh, Have you yeah. ever watched that? Oh yes. Yeah. That is a good shack. one. Yeah. Yes. I, I recommend that to anyone that struggles with the question of why does God let bad things happen? That movie really does explain it in a way that is hard to, hard to explain, you know, otherwise. I needed that. So, uh, I, what? I, I, I talked to a guy today. I, he don't listen to the show, I don't think at all. But it's a guy that I know personally. He uh, He's going through a hard time. He wanted me to meet him for lunch. And that was some of the stuff that he's battling. He's battling why does God let things happen. Aww. And so I tried to sit down and share a word with him. We went through a whole lot of scripture together. And, um, you know, sometimes a movie like The Shack can express things that your words can't. Absolutely. So I appreciate that. If if for no other reason, uh, you, you helped me in the first 30 minutes of this conversation. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yes. Well, and, I'm glad to. Yeah, and and I I say for no other reason. I know more is to come. But no, I know. I totally get what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that alone. And that's enough for me. You don't even oh. have to publish this podcast. We'll just leave that, it here. No. <laughs> that that's why your power came back on. So you could tell me to tell him to watch the shack. Okay. Yes, and hopefully that helps him understand. And it does have a new perspective on it. And when you go through the emotions with the movie and and all of that, it's it's fantastic. And um it really helps me understand a lot more too. And so leading up to this accident, some synchronicities around it, um, which some of this stuff is kind of like, you have to be there to really understand, you know, like a good joke, you got to be there. Um, but hopefully I can convey it in a way that people can understand and relate to. Um, but about five days before this car accident, 
I had gotten Ryan to listen to a podcast, which he was not a podcast listener at all. He likes videos. I tried getting them to watch a million or listen to a million, million podcast and he wouldn't none. But for some reason, I felt very pressured to get him to listen to this podcast. And it was about, and I wish I looked and I looked and I couldn't figure out whose it was, or it could have been Tony's. It could have been Greg Carlwood, the higher side chats. It was one of them. And it was about a woman who had a near death experience. And then she was explaining her new profound idea of life and death and, and all of that. And she, what had happened was she was driving home and she was at an intersection. She got hit. Like her head went through the windshield. She was clinically dead for X amount of time. It was just awful. But she actually um, had this, I don't know if she explained it as a voice in her head or what, but she felt she was given the decision to leave her body before the accident and not have to actually feel it. So she left her body and watched the accident happen, right? And then she goes on to talk about what happens after that, like what she went through and the time that she was dead and all the realizations she had. And it really connected her with God and all that good stuff. It was very powerful and it completely changed Ryan's perspective on death. So just keeping that note, right? And again, he never listens to podcasts, but he listened to this specific one for whatever reason. All right. And it completely changed his idea of death. It helped me perceive even deeper about it um, than I already was. And a couple of days after that, he, we were talking and he even said the words, you know, I've went through a lot of things in life, but I've never actually experienced a significant death like a parent or a sibling. And obviously he was saying that in like a thankful way. Like, I'm glad I've never had to experience that, but what are the odds just two days before he loses a sibling that he said that right so also a note another note that was a synchronicity back when i mentioned that the relationship was very toxic and stuff we took time apart and he moved into the same sisters that dies house and he realized while living with her that her car seat was not strapped in properly to the car so he you know taught her proper seatbelt safety and car seat safety expressed the importance and to the point where now she would always go to the fire station to get car seats installed because she was just so freaked out about it. Right. And before, I think she was just kind of throwing the seat in and strapping the seatbelt over the child, you know, a younger child. So it wasn't supposed to be like that, you know? So, um, so just a note on that as well, that, that happened. And he only lived there for like two weeks, but he, he helped her in that way, which later probably saved our child's life, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So again, this is the big hitter for me, anyways. So at this point, I was experiencing all of the three threes and you know, the thing with my aunt and just all of it. I was like 90% sure that God was real. That's who I was talking to, you know, because before I was referring it to as God the universe, my higher self, guardian angels. I kind of just called it everything because I wasn't sure. I didn't want to subscribe to one idea until I knew. I didn't want to give the wrong guy credit or whatever, (laughs) you know? So I was, but finally I was just like, all right, all right, God, I'm like 90% sure you're real, but you got to show me something. Like I need some tangible proof because this number thing could still be in my head. I need something more solid. I need to see a ghost. You know, that's what I asked for. I was like, show me ghost, show me Bigfoot, 
anything. I just, I need to see something. Right. And that was two days before this accident. And the reason I mentioned that is because more synchronicity is involved. My kid wasn't supposed to stay the night with them that night. He had already stayed the night with them one night because they were babysitting him. And he want, they wanted him to stay a second night. He, he'd never stayed two nights in a row. But she was begging us for more cuddles. She just wanted to cuddle him more. She just wasn't feeling herself, right? Which is interesting, you know. I wonder if somehow it was related to her her death. You know, maybe she was feeling that somehow. Um, but so they asked to keep him another night. That was a odd scenario. On top of that, she called off work the next day because she just wasn't feeling herself. So she said, you know what? I'm calling off work. We're going to take Lincoln to Walmart. They had never drove with him before ever. They had been babysitting him for like two months and they had never drove with him. So this was the first time also that they ever drove with him. So he was not supposed to stay that second night. She was supposed to be at work. And it was the first time that they ever drove with him. And like I said earlier, they got, they got hit head on. Dre and Carly got killed instantly. And Lincoln, he uh, was a year and a half. And the car seat he was in was actually a little too big for him. Was strapped in very securely. We're not sure if she did it or she took it to the fire station. Um, but the car seat was demolished. And all I could hear over and over was it was a miracle. It was a miracle. He should be dead. He should be dead. And I don't know why they tell people this during these tragedies. Try to make you feel better. But, you know, yeah. So I just heard over and over like, oh, he should be severely mutilated or dead or yada, yada. It's just a miracle. It's a miracle. And I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, it is a miracle. And I just asked for a miracle. So, you know, that was interesting. Yeah. And uh, not that I think that I caused it by no means. But no, I, I think that, yeah, I think that it was their time to go. And I almost think that it's possible that God decided to kind of throw my baby in the mix of the plan, or maybe it was part of the plan all along, um, just to kind of give me that confirmation that I needed. As, as weird as that sounds, or as crazy as it sounds, it just, that's how I feel about it. Kind of, right. that's how I make sense of it, I guess. So another interesting tidbit about this car accident was that it happened on January 20th, 2021 at 1:20 p.m. Wow. So you can wow. tell, you know, the numbers there 120 120 21 it's all twos and ones. Yeah. And already being, you know, with the three threes and listening to multiple podcasts, I I think numbers do have meaning. And I took that and I was just, hmm, that's interesting, but obviously in the midst of everything and all the emotion, I wasn't even that focused on it. And looking back now, the uh, uh, the person that hit them was 21 years old. So another 2-1. And when we got the phone call, at, it was around 5 p.m. So it was like four hours before we even knew that the car accident happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, I mean, I know you have kids and you know that that parent intuition is very strong. You know, you can catch your kid falling off the bed and you weren't even paying attention to him. Right. You know what I mean? So what was weird about it was around one o'clock. And I remember because we were out working together, we do Instacart deliveries. Sometimes it's kind of, um, it, it's cool. It's a good way to make money without being on a set schedule and stuff. So it works for us off grid people, you know? Um, but anyways, we had been working together while he was being babysat by them. And we just kept getting further and further into Dayton area, Dayton, Ohio. 
we'd never gone in that area like ever but that's just where it was taking us that day we ended up being 12 minutes away from the children's hospital that he was flown to so yeah one two again and not only that take the number out of it but being that close first off it probably saved me from having a heart attack because we they didn't tell us any information they just said there was a car accident they died we don't know about your baby oh wow yeah talk about mama bear mode (laughs) so all i knew that was he was breathing obviously so luckily we were 12 minutes if we would have been at home we would have been an hour and 35 minutes away that's Mm. how significant it would have been yeah um so that was a synchronicity within itself um The interesting thing about the 120 is also, this is when I decided to look into the 121 and stuff, was that they went to her house to kind of gather belongings. Everybody wanted a little sentimental something to remember them by. Someone had grabbed the clock that was in their house, and they had noticed that it stopped. It was stopped at 1.20 p.m. So have you heard that at all through all of your your talks and listens of people's experiences of clocks stopping because apparently that's a common thing yeah it actually happened in my family um really my aunt passed away at 37 years old and uh if i'm not mistaken i don't know if it if it stopped when she passed but i know that her her watch had been laying in a drawer at her mother's house, my grandmother's house for a long time. Um, the batteries had been dead forever, mm-hmm. but on her anniversary, the death of her, like the anniversary of her death, my family was sitting around talking about her and an alarm goes off. And when they hunted it down, it was that watch going off. Um, wow. And, and the time I think was a, a specific time. Uh, my dad knows the details better than I do because my right. dad was there at the time. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's a that's something in, along the same vein that yeah, yeah it's it's very it, interesting. And the whole clock thing, yeah. the whole clock thing is a paranormal thing, anyways. You know, you know all the scary movies and the the scary spirit makes the clock ding a bunch. You know, it's it oh, yeah. seems to be tied to some sort of portal or or veil that's thin or or whatnot and and i'm not sure if that clock was even functioning before it could have been at 120 forever but the fact of it was 120 now was just was crazy and mind-blowing to me and that made me think okay there's something that there's a message within this number and it was very weird because i just google i google a lot but i'm very smart about googling and i know reference i know how to check references and and all that good stuff i don't just believe anything i read and i always go down a little further i don't want what google recommends i want to find stuff organically you know you know what i mean yeah so i scroll down a lot and i click on an article and it says specifically it's talking about something in the bible and it said specifically that the number one two one signifies the passing away of the flesh in the beginning of the age of the spirit which was ironic because is that not what just happened? <laughs> yes. Wow. So, yeah. So that was confirmation to us that we were right, that she, you know, life isn't over at death, just life as we know it. 
but it continues after. And I had this innate feeling the whole time that everything was okay. I just felt like the hand of God on me. And, you know, some people might think, oh, well, your child was just saved. So you're just overcome with gratitude. Yes. But it felt, it felt different. You know, I felt really comforted. Like it's okay that they're dead. It's completely fine because they just leveled up. They're on to the next thing, you know? And it's, and then it says this passing away of the flesh and beginning of the age of the spirit. And I remember I kept telling Ryan over and over something that that woman said during her near death experience that we listened to. And she said that these are just meat suits, Yeah, you know, they're just meat suits. And I kept telling them like, just remember it's her meat suit. You know, she's still, you know, she's still fine, you know? And it was just, it was just comforting, but it was really coincidental that, that, number brought up and I didn't go searching. I didn't click on 50 articles until I found something that fit. It was the right. first thing I clicked on, right. you know? So that was a huge synchronicity and with itself. So, um, that's really the story around the accident, but it was also profound after that, obviously I 100% surrendered to God because that was enough proof for me. Amen. Absolutely. That, that prayer being answered in that fashion. So and just all of it all together. And mm. any questions about that or anything? Was I talking too much? <laughs> no, that 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 is perfect. Um, yeah, what more validation would you need? You know, exactly. If you want a miracle, uh, he can't hit much closer to home than with your own child. Exactly. He's like, I look think who, it's look exactly who I'm holding in my hands the whole time. You know, like you're safe. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. And I think there was just too many coincidences surrounding it all to just be a coincidence, all the numbers. And I think the numbers, you know, were meant to speak to me. And I actually shared this idea going against my feeling, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy or I shouldn't. Maybe I'm overstepping. This is too much of an emotional time. But I shared this theory with um, Ryan's other siblings and his mom. And they found they all found comfort in it. Right. All different religious backgrounds and, and thoughts and stuff. They still felt like there was something to this with how the numbers all played out. That's wonderful. If you're like me and you like to go camping, hiking, hunting, um, just be prepared in general, then uh, I recommend you check out Squat Survival Gear. Their packs are 100% made in America. Each component on the packs are American made. It's a veteran-owned company out of Texas. Um, it's my buddy Chris. He started this out of personal experience. Um, in his military service, he he fashioned these packs, you know, off of packs that he used that he had to modify to make them something that uh, is more more convenient, easier to carry, less of a load on your body, and the, let the pack do the work. They're amazing. I own two. I have the uh, the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. I love them. They're the best bags I've ever had in my life. These bags are bomb-proof. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Plus, they're comfortable. When I have them on, I can carry around. I can hike with 25, 30 pounds, and it, it doesn't strain my body. The pack does the work. Um, you have to see them for yourself. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com to check them out. If you decide to, to purchase one of these bags, use my promo code, 
It's 23 bump this year. Okay. It's 23 B U M P. Use that promo code and it'll save you 15% site wide. These, these are packs of all sizes. You know, if you want something, you know, small everyday carry, or if you want some kind of a uh, go bag, like a, I'm not coming home bag, he's got them. Check them out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com, promo code 23BUMP. Before the next experience I have on here was, uh, I actually, after this, I was 100% sold on God, surrendered myself to him decided I was going to walk with faith and every word that came out of my mouth was going to be faithful, you know? Yeah. And I had this feeling, I don't like jewelry at all. I, I really don't like jewelry, but I had this feeling that I just wanted this like tiny little cross necklace to wear just to show my newfound faith. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to broadcast it to the entire world, like some crazy lady. Um, but I just thought, you know, I would really like a little cross necklace. And I actually have it on. I mean, if you can see it. It is very, <laughs> but, um, very petite. It's very like tiny. That. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I was having this thought, like I wanted this piece of jewelry. I wanted this little tiny necklace to broadcast my faith, yada, yada. And um, I kind of pray. I kind of constantly talk to God. It's not like oh, yeah. I'm all official, dear God, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of talk to him all day. And I was just kind of talking like, hey, you know, I would really like this cross necklace. You know, I'm going to get it for you. I'm going to get it and I'm going to. I'm going to preach your word, yada, yada. And then that summer, so this wreck happened in January and about July was around this time that I was having these thoughts and I was working with Ryan's mom for the first time ever. And I was sitting in her truck, we were having lunch and I seen this little tiny cross necklace hanging on her mirror in her truck. And I said, oh, I love this. this I have been thinking about getting one just like this. Where'd you get it? And she goes, huh? Actually, I have no idea where that came from. I think, you know, one of my friends hung it up or something. I have no idea. You can just have it. And I took it and I've worn it ever since. But what yeah. are those odds? That's how that works. Yeah. Yeah, it does, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh -huh. mind-blowing to me because that, I mean, how else can you explain that? Right. It's, he's just so good. You know, like, I, I tell my wife all the time, you know, he's smooth with it. Like he is. <laughs> he's got a way. It, it's just. It's I, really I like cool. To, I just enjoy it. Uh, and stories like that, I, I know that's to some people that might be anecdotal, but to a believer, that is everything. Exactly. Um, he'll give you the desires of your heart. That's what Psalm thirty-seven. Ain't that in there? Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and he will. He will. Yeah. You know, I, I love it. I do too. And uh, I actually had just thought about that memory today. Um, I was like, oh, I should have put that in. And I didn't even put it in my list of experiences and stuff because it just dawned on me. Like these, all these things just keep coming back to me. And I could have, I could have prepared for this podcast for like a year, but I just went <laughs> with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was really significant because I, I mean, it was weird that she didn't even know where it came from. Right. That was, that was even more weird about it. So, you know, did God literally just hang up a gold chain for me? Right. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, this is um, another like dream communication weird thing that went on. That was a cool story. Um, so I was having this dream. I had just recently. Um, oh, sorry. This is the wrong one. This is actually about Carly. I had this dream that I was at this house with Carly 
and it was this white house. It was like a uh, duplex. So there was a house up top, a house on bottom. And there was these really steep stairs that went up to her door on the side. And they were very dangerous. I didn't like them at all. I was pregnant. So it was like even extra in the dream. And I can explain the way her bathroom looked um, down to like the glob of hair that was chilling by her shampoo bottle in the shower. That's wow. how vivid the dream was. Okay. And I woke up. It really felt like a visitation to me. Like I felt she was really there. I don't know how to explain it, but that's just how I felt. Right. Um, and I don't remember any like significant verbal communication going on or anything, but I woke up the next morning and I told Ryan about the dream and he was utterly shocked because I had described an exact house that she had lived in like 10 years prior. Oh, wow. Right. So, you know, that could have happened by coincidence. Sure. Um, but what are the odds? I mean, she's lived in hundred houses. And I described this specific one, um, you know, so, I mean, it could just be a coincidence, but he even said that it was common for her to have hair in the shower in the, fa in the same fashion. And there was a lot of things surrounding it. Um, the person I described being there, I thought was Dre who died with her. Um, but actually he, at this time she was dating at this time, she was living in this house in real life. She was dating someone who looked exactly almost the same as this person she had died with. And, um, once I saw a picture, I knew that it was actually him. I was seeing in my dream, Oh wow! not the person who passed away. And it was very, very strange. Um, that was just, it was just weird, but I thought that was cool to share. Is that, yeah, that absolutely is. Man. Yeah. I wonder why you would visit a Tom. I, there has to be some significance to that too. You know, I, I know. I wonder. But... Yeah. I wondered. And I can't remember if, um, there was any verbal communication or anything. I don't remember her being like, Oh, tell everybody I'm okay. Or anything like that. But right. I was wondering if maybe, I know this might sound very far fetched, but I'm just being truthful with my organic thoughts here. But I was thinking maybe I was either glimpsing a part of her life mm -hmm. that was uh, important to her, or maybe that's where she was in that moment, because there's, you know, rumored to be this time in between. And maybe right. she was, experiencing um some of her memories i mean i'm not sure but somehow i tapped into that collective consciousness right. of her previous life or something or maybe i went to a different dimension where she's still living and living in the house i don't know i i've thought of a lot of different theories but i don't think i'll ever know the answer but <laughs> it was definitely weird at the very least it made me want to really pay more attention to my dreams because at this point i was like all right there's something up yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So another thing after, okay, so with the three threes, those are still all going on. I'm not documenting them at this point because I didn't really think about it and uh, just experiencing. I'm sharing it with Ryan all the time. A lot of these instances that I documented on this document I sent you, I was able to figure out and pull up because of searching through old messages between him and my friends and posts I had made and pictures in my gallery and things like that. So this was after Carly's death and the three threes were still going on. Ryan knew about it the whole time. And all of a sudden he started seeing four, four. So here's a new number. And I'm just like, okay, you're seeing four, four a lot. And he shared it with me because of my experience with three threes. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, maybe it's a message from your sister or maybe it's a message from God. I'm trying to give you a message in this hard time. He was experiencing it so much this day 
that it was the first day he had noticed it. He even called me like, Hey, I'm seeing this a lot. And I'm like, Hmm, I'll look it up when we get home and see. And he stopped at the gas station in our town on the way home. And he just had this intuition to buy a lottery ticket, which we had not, we never do. And he was asking the cashier, like, Hey, what's the numbers on the tickets? You know how people do. And the cashier was like, Oh, well, this one's four forty-four. So Ryan was like, all right, give me two of those. So he got the lottery ticket number 44 and 43 and he scratched it off and he won a hundred bucks. What? Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know how it is winning the lottery, let alone a hundred bucks. Right. And it just so happened to be the same day he was seeing all these fours and he got, it wasn't the number 44 that won, it was 43, but still. And looking at the picture, you can see that the the code on the bottom actually has 44 right in the middle of it as well. <laughs> so that's just ironic. Yeah. And I ended up, I ended up looking up what the spiritual meaning of 44 is in the same way I've looked up everything. I scroll down a little bit, click on the first article, and it did say something along the lines of someone who has passed on trying to let you know that they were okay. Really? It was that straightforward. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of different opinions out there and stuff. And that was just the one I clicked on though. So I just thought it was ironic. And I told him and we just, you know, laughed it off like, oh, thanks, Carly, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then not too long after that, just a couple weeks, he was out um, cleaning up our land. The land we got was trash when we got it. It was just a big junkyard, basically. So he was just out cleaning up, trying to get things in order. And he was having a bad day emotionally, um, you know, because this was just a couple months after losing a sister and and all that stuff. And he was in his head a lot this day. And I remember I was texting him some positive advice and, and things like that. And then he sends me a picture and the picture is in the document. And it says, I love you on a tiny piece of paper in this very unique handwriting. And it has a J up in the top right hand corner. And what's significant about that is her name was Carly J and everybody called her J or Jaybird. So we took that right there as a 100%. That was her saying, I love you. Yep. Because what are the odds? And and when he picked up the piece of paper, there was a full name in the right hand corner, but the only part that was displayed from in his vision when he first saw it was the J. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a cool little tidbit. I wanted to add in there because yeah. we felt like that was a message. Yes. I thought you were going to say, uh, come to find out she owed him a hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> oh, all right. And then shortly after that, um, we had, I had my first instance of sleep paralysis. Ooh. So I know you've, you've recently had someone on speaking on sleep paralysis and all of that. And mm-hmm. I've only experienced it this one time I had, I, I remember it very, like I said, I dream very vividly and I remember my dreams and I never dream of my actual reality. If that makes sense. I'm never in my actual house. My kids are almost never in my dream. And if they are, their faces are kind of like blurred, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but I never dream of my actual reality. So that's why I think that this wasn't a dream. So I was laying in bed and this was, just a couple months after that, I love, you know, and just all this going on, I was just over cumbered with emotion and just faith and just questioning everything. And 
I also know that during times like that, you can open yourself up to two things as well. So um, I was laying here this night and I was the last one to fall asleep. I co-sleep. So my son was in bed and Ryan was on the other side. And I remember looking at them before I went to sleep and what positions they were in before I went to sleep. And I closed my eyes. And next thing I know, I'm dreaming or I'm awake and I can't move at all. My body is completely just frozen. I can move my eyes though. And I actually have a very wide range of view when I can look all the way to my side and I can see my son and Ryan in the exact same positions as when I went to sleep. So I was like, okay, this is a weird dream. Yeah. This is what I thought afterwards, but I could see them in the exact same positions. And I was trying to get Ryan's attention. I was trying to wake him up. Nothing was coming out. And I remember just having this overwhelming feeling of dread. Like it's just as soon as I couldn't scream and I couldn't move, I said, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing sleep paralysis right now, or this is a bad dream. And I tried to fight my way out of it. I just had this overwhelming feeling of dread. Like I was about to see something. And I don't know if I freaked myself out because of all the stories I've heard. And I was just expecting to see something, but I just had this feeling of dread that if I don't snap out of it right now, I'm about to see something that I do not want to see. And I woke up or snapped out of it and immediately look over and they're still in the exact same position. They hadn't moved at all and they both tossed and turned in their sleep. So this either happened within like 15 minutes or I don't know what to make of it, but it was a very strange experience. Yes. But I just kind of, that's never happened again. And maybe I was just emotionally exhausted and it was just my body. And, you know, they, you know, so, in some cases it could just be scientifically explained, I guess, but uh, yeah, um, I'm just glad I didn't see nothing. <laughs> you know, maybe it could be scientifically explained, but you know, yeah. I talk about sleep paralysis a lot. Yeah. Um, I've got family and friends that have experienced sleep paralysis. I had a friend when I was, we were deployed together that for whatever reason, he had about a sleep paralysis while we were overseas and he screamed for me and I wasn't even his, like his roommate. Like, oh. <laughs> like he, he told me about it the next day. He's like, I don't know why I was asking for you, but I was trying to get away. But oh. I've never had sleep paralysis. It's, yeah. it's never, you know, it's like of all the ways that, should bring it about like i've even been diagnosed with sleep apnea you know right. so that, that's like a, a common factor for sleep you know, sleep paralysis victims or experiencers um talking about it seems like it brings it on but i don't think that's what sleep paralysis is i i don't i think yeah, it's, some, it's something trying to get you you know yeah. that's, what I, that's what i really think I think, I think it has a lot to do with like your body goes into that natural state that they, they refer to and they try to dismiss it away as, oh, your body just shuts down because the yada yada. And sometimes it just like kind of fails and that's why you're awake, but asleep. And I'm just like, okay, well, why is it always surrounded by this feeling of dread or seeing these crazy things? I think we wake up because our body, you know, we have a sixth sense, yeah. right? So we can feel when somebody's staring at us from the other side of the room. Yep. You don't think we couldn't feel of some demonic figure was standing over us and that's why we wake up and it happens and, so fast that either something's holding us down or our bodies aren't as awake because they weren't jolted by that fear or whatever but it's definitely a 
more non-scientific than scientific. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And why is it um, overwhelmingly one of three entities that people run into when they're in sleep paralysis? You know, you have like the hag, you have the hat mm -hmm. man, or you have, uh, I, I guess you would call it like the Baphomet, you know, like the goat man. Yeah. It's, it's one of those three figures predominantly um, that people run into. Yeah. And we can't just explain that away scientifically. No. Not at all. No. No. It is it's very a bizarre phenomenon. And I feel for anyone that has to go through that and actually see something because I don't think, I mean, I just felt like I was going to see something and I was freaked out. I couldn't imagine the people that actually have to see something and over and over again. Yeah. So I'll be praying for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I have some stuff in here. Um, I'm not really going to go through every instance of the three threes and stuff, but people can go through and look themselves if they want to see um, that it happened so many times in such bizarre ways. And I'm, I have a pretty scientific mind. I have love science. I love math. Um, I always try to kind of calculate odds in my own head about things. And sometimes when I can calculate, oh, okay, there's a hundred tables in here and I end up at table 33, there was a one or, you know, a one out of a hundred chance that I would get at 33. That's not too incalculable for me to find a great significance in it. Right. right. But then there's these other instances where I'm like, these odds have to be like astronomical, like incalculable. So that's when it's more significant to me. And that's what a lot of these instances are. Um, and, and also what's interesting about seeing these numbers this entire time was it always seemed to happen correlating with my thoughts. Like I would ask a question to, so I'm kind of always just talking to myself all the time. And sometimes I'm having deep thoughts and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if I'm right about this. And then boom, I'll see the number. And I'm just like, okay, maybe I'm right. Maybe that was that. Um, other times I'll be praying about something specific. And it's almost as if the prayer is being answered by seeing these numbers. So that's kind of how it is for me. And that's why it's hard to convey this properly because I wasn't always documenting this, especially not in like diary form where I was documenting my emotions and all my thoughts leading up to it. Um, but just trust me in me saying that it was always significant to me through my thought process. And there was a specific time where I was out door dashing and um, that's where I've seen a lot of the numbers. I was walking into a store that I had never gone in before. I always go through the drive-thru. I just decided to go in and I specifically ordered just a drink because I just wanted a drink. I picked up the order I was picking up. The girl goes, do you want your receipt? And I always say no. But this time I was like, yeah. And boom, I get a receipt and it was 333. Order 333. And I was just like, What? This is crazy. But right before that, right before I got there, I was praying out because I hadn't been seeing the numbers lately. And I was like, okay, can I have some kind of sign or something? Cause I'm feeling spiritually disconnected lately. So can you give me something? Right. And then boom, I get this receipt. So that was just ironic. And one of the instances um, that really made me think that something was going on, like my prayers were being heard right. and Skipping to the next experience. This was another dream 
thing, premonition. And I'm sorry if this is a choppy way of doing this. This is my mm-hmm. first time doing it, but mm-hmm. I thought chronological was the best, even if I was jumping around with the synchronicity mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I had this dream that wasn't that significant. And I don't know what the point of any of this is, but I had this dream about a classmate I had went to high school with. I thought about him in years since high school, since I seen him in the hallway last and I wasn't on social media with him or anything. I had no reason to subconsciously have this person in my mind. If that's what dreams are, just a subconscious mashup, there's no reason at all. Nothing would have sparked that. So you get the point. Um, So I had a dream that I was like in this alley with this kid and we were like running from something or I don't really remember. Um, But anyways, fast forward to me being awake. I was questioning why I dream about this kid. It's so weird. And I just went about my day and I actually decided to try to work in my mom's town. So that's where I was. And it was the first time I'd ever tried to work in that town doing DoorDash. And I decided the first order I got that I was going to go inside and I walk inside and that kid is standing right there. No way. That same kid I had just dreamed about. And he's not even from that town. <laughs> so the odds were just so strange. And I was just like, okay, well, I don't know what the point in that was. I don't know what message that was supposed to be, but that was just very, very strange. Right. That is wild. And then, right. Yeah. And then, you know, that was you know, I just kind of, I did share it with my friend because I thought it was strange and she knew the kid. So I was just like, hmm, what's up with that? It's weird. And then literally just, uh, let's see, that was May. And in June, I had another dream that was like premonition-y and another way that doesn't seem significant, but I was dreaming that I was in this like house party and I got introduced to this girl and her name's Cheyenne. And I'm not going to say last names, you know, because of privacy, but her last name's significant in it. Um, but it was this girl and I was like, I had beef with her in the past. Right. (laughs) So, uh, I was, I seen her and I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know you. And she's like, yes, you do. And I was like, Oh, I remember now. Well, I don't have any hard feelings. I forgive you. Everything's in the past. Everything's good. And she's like, all right, cool. And then that was the dream. That was it. And then the next day I wake up and I even ask Ryan, like, why am I dreaming about this girl? Like, this is so weird. I even asked him, like, you're not talking to her, are you? <laughs> so I was like, why is this in my subconscious? Right. You know, so it was strange. And I go about my day and literally by 10 o'clock, I get a friend request from a Cheyenne last name, exact same girl, not the exact same person, but the exact same name, Cheyenne and last name. It was, it's a pretty common last name, um, but it wasn't the same girl that I was referring to. It was someone I actually had went to college or not college, but high school with and had the same name so i don't know why my dream would premonition me having a friend request but that's basically what what had happened in like some weird and weird way and it was just very very strange to me especially after just having that one with the kid in mcdonald's that that is that is weird I, i think these are just it's like confirmation after confirmation for you like you better pay attention to your dreams. Maybe there's something, <laughs> and maybe I'm, get, I'm getting ahead. I don't know. Maybe there is something you want to disclose, but it seems like you're being prepped for a big message. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, I I haven't had too many more since then. What, the most recent thing I had a dream actually involves you. Um, and I, I think I mentioned it briefly when I messaged you to come on. Um, I was listening to a lot of podcasts about dreams, trying to get more in tune and figure out what 
I obviously have some kind of special dream ability or something. And I was trying to figure out how, you know, I needed to be looking at it. So I was doing a lot of research and, you know, people just say, you know, if you want messages to come through your dreams and things, you know, just ask for them. So I remember the specific night I thought, mm, just try it. Let's see. Let's see if I dream something crazy or something. If I, if I say this, so I was, I just made a prayer, send me some kind of message in my dreams, something that I'm supposed to do, some path I'm supposed to take, whatever. So I have a dream. I don't remember now what the dream was about. It wasn't that significant, but I remember as soon as I woke up, I had this thought that I should message Bo from the Bump podcast. And I literally laid there still and like half awake, half asleep and had an entire conversation with you in my head. Wow. Like I, I played out the entire like message I was going to send you in my head. And it wasn't until weeks later that I actually sent you a message, but it was just interesting to me. That was my first thought, you know, yeah. out of all the podcasts I listened to and all of the people, it was you. So here I am, <laughs> but that was, <laughs> that was interesting. So well, I'm, I'm grateful that you did reach out to me. Uh, I'm, there's obviously somebody that listens to this show or it could be the the message for my friend the about the shack but yeah there's obviously a reason that it your story needs to be covered on the show and i'm i'm yeah, so grateful I that believe... you're, you're obedient to the lord i love that you know that... yes and i want and my whole point with all of this that i'm going to get to is that i want everyone to see these synchronicities in their own lives. It doesn't matter what walk of faith you are. Um, you know, a little tidbit about me is that I believe that whether you're talking the Christian Bible or any other religion, we're all talking about the same guy. We're all talking about God. We all just have different lenses, different terms, but it's all the same. We're all from the same, same place, no matter what human perspective you want to put on it right yes, we are. so these synchronicities can touch anybody even if you're listening to this and you're not faithful at all well pay attention to this and i bet you'll be faithful real quick because <laughs> that's what happened to me <laughs> um yeah. another cool thing with uh dreams was i had started cleaning at as you can tell i do all kinds of odd work but i was cleaning a woman's house who had a lot of synchronicities around that as well. Like her husband had just died in a car wreck as well. And we bonded a lot on that and um, all that stuff. But her, her husband had died and she had a son that lived with her and me and him got really close. And he, uh, this was only like a week after I had been texting him and having more of a per personal relationship. And I had this dream and I was sitting at their family's table with their entire family we were having dinner and their dad was there, the, the dead dad. And he, he just, I remember him looking me dead in the eyes in the dream and saying, tell Ethan, he knows what to do. And I was very emotional, very vivid dream. And I woke up out of it and I was really torn. Like, do I say something to him? You know, I just met him. This might be too emotional. You know, you don't really know how to talk to people when you first meet them about things like this. But I just right. had this overwhelming intuition to to relay this message. So next time I saw him in person, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Tell me to shut up if this is too touchy or if I'm overstepping. But I had a dream about your dad and I want to tell you about it. And he, he was like, OK. And so I told him, I feel like your dad was wanting me to tell you that you know what to do 
So I don't know what that is. And he just kind of looked at me like I was crazy and didn't really say anything. And I just kind of went about, changed subject, thought that maybe it was offending him or I don't know. Um, and then about a week later, I asked him like, hey, I didn't hurt your feelings when I said that or anything. And he goes, no, actually, the reason I didn't say anything was because I it kind of blew my mind. And I thought you were some kind of witch or something, because that's a common saying my dad would say all the time. Anytime he was contemplating a decision or was trying to make, you know, make a decision about a change in life or anything, his dad would always say, you know what to do, referring to his intuition. Wow. But that was a comment exactly like that. You know what to do. Wow. And he was just blown away that I could be so spot on something that his dad said. And I was blown away too. Because it was just, it was strange. Yeah. And it never quits being surprising. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, and I don't, and I don't know. I mean, I still don't know what he was supposed to decide about back then, but hopefully he, he knew what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, I think it touched him, you know, it felt like maybe his dad was out there communicating in some fashion and, you know, it was a positive experience for him. So that's, that's important. And that's all that matters out of it. Absolutely. So back to the synchronicities with the numbers and stuff, this was an experience that I had. Um, I'm just going to kind of make them short. And uh, I was out working and Ryan was preparing for the snowstorm. We live in a camper, as I mentioned, and we had to get propane. That's how we heat our house and all that. Um, so Ryan went down to the local propane place and was getting propane. And we only had two tanks. And this guy just decided to bless us with like three free tanks and filled them all up and filled up ours for just the price of one. Crazy oh, wow. blessing. I'm sure you know how expensive propane is. Yes. So... So we got very lucky and, you know, we were struggling financially, like always, like everyone usually. Yeah. And uh, it was just a huge blessing. And Ryan had called me while I was checking out the Instacart order I was doing. Ryan had called me and said, hey, you won't believe that this blessing I got, yada, yada. And I always listen to headphones. I'm constantly listening to podcasts with headphones. And I was listening to a podcast with Garrick King. Do you know Garrick at all or know of him? Probably I not. I don't know. I don't think so. You, I mean, if you have, he's been, he's been on a lot of podcasts, but he he's big on the um, reading the Bible with, um, oh, I forget what they call it, but they, they take like sequences of like numbers and, and break apart the Hebrew Bible and find new meanings or like hidden messages in it. it You'll have to look into him. You'll probably enjoy it. But yeah, uh, I don't know what that's called too. And I can't think of it. I can't either. I should have, I should have thought of it, but. Um, what's it, what's it, Garrett King? It's Garrett. Yeah. Like G-A-R-R-I-C-K. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a big one on that. And, uh, he actually started translating the Bible in this fashion by seeing 333 on his clock. He kept waking up at 333 in the morning. Right. So obviously 333 caught my attention and then later it was one 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 for him and and you know i don't i don't subscribe to all his ideas but it is interesting way to look at the bible and it is very um, there's a lot of coincidences that he finds within the bible um using these methods of numbers like every three every three lines you pick out the word or every five lines you pick out the word and every five you know and it makes a word I'm not sure how he does it, but 
yeah, so I was listening to that podcast. So it was, it was significant in that. And I was starting to think maybe there really is something up to this numerology. I'm not the only person that feels like they get messages in this manner. Right. And then as I'm checking out, Brian calls me, Hey, this blessing just happened. Okay, cool. And my total comes out to be $33. Yeah. And it wasn't my order. It was just some random person I was shopping for. And the, I had just rang up the last things I rang up was ramen noodles and they're 33 cents. (laughs) So it was just, it was just bizarre and it was in timing with that blessing and just all of it. So that was one of those that really impacted me spiritually. And I was just like, thank you, God. Cause it, it was like, he was like, Hey, I'm sending you this blessing free propane. Here you go. Yep. That's how it felt for me. Yep. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to wonder where it came from. You know, like. exactly. Exactly. And that's what most of these things are is just confirmation. Yeah. And, um, another instance of this happening that was cool was that same guy who I had dreamed about his dad. I was helping him clean up his room and reorganize it. And he had a bookshelf with books and I have a tendency to just grab books and kind of flip through them and, look at them so I grabbed a book and I was flipping through and it I could tell there was like a bookmark or something so I went to the bookmark and it was literally a feather on page 33 just a a feather I can't remember if it was blue or white or it was blue and white but it was a feather just laying there on page 33 and I made him swear that he did not do it and he had no idea where that feather came from he said he's never even opened that book really yeah he said he literally just ordered it and put it on a shelf hasn't touched it yet Wow. So that was strange, but I, I thought I took a picture, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm not sure maybe he took it, but that was a cool tidbit. And there's just other times where this number comes up in significant ways. And I have them on the document. If people want to see every instance I have documented, but I don't want this to go on for a million years. So (laughs) I'll just skip to the (laughs) significant ones, but this one was crazy. So we were seeing, I was seeing four fours all day. So the number three, three turned into three, three and four, four, we'd see it all the time. And, uh, this day I was seeing four, four a lot. And I was telling Ryan all day, sending him messages, like I'm seeing four, four, I'm seeing four, four. And it was just, you know, I wasn't even thinking that much of it until I got 44 cents back as change when I bought a coffee. And I was like, Oh, well that, you know, that's a pretty high odd, you know, there with that. And I was just like, Hmm. Okay. And then I go about my day and I'm driving home and I look down at my GPS and it says 44 minutes left. And I just laughed because I had just been thinking about all the fours that day and thinking, oh, is this a sign? Yada, yada. And then boom, 44 minutes. And I'm just like, ha. Huh. And then before my eyes, it switched to 45 minutes and then back to 44 minutes. <laughs> and it's never done that before. You know, you're driving right. down the road, you got 44 minutes, you don't all of a sudden have another minute and then it goes away. It was just like a glitch. So that was interesting to me. And I just laughed about it. I was like, okay, I hear you. You know, I hear you. Just some more confirmation that, you know, you're talking to me. Right. And uh, then I get home and I told Ryan about the GPS thing. He's like, it's so crazy. And it's like, I don't know, 7 30 at night and we're just chilling. And he gets an email from a bank that says, Hey, we've been trying to get a hold of you because you have some money in this account. We've been trying to send you a check, but it keeps getting returned to us. So we get all excited, like, oh, we got some money, you know, maybe. <laughs> so we're we're like, okay, we'll call them immediately. So Ryan gets on there and it takes him at least 20 minutes to get verified because it ended up being an address he hadn't lived at in like seven years. Right. It was an old address and old phone number. So he had to figure all that out, go through all these addresses. 
he finally gets verified and they're like, okay, what's your new address? And he sends you the check. And he's like, well, first off, how much is it? We didn't want to wait to find out. Right. <laughs> and I swear, I wish we would have got the check sent to us to prove it. But I swear they said 44 cents was in the bank account. <laughs> and I hear it because this phone's so loud. I can hear it. And I, my jaw just dropped. I was just like, you're gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Like I almost just like got down on my knees and was just like worshiping like, okay, God, I, I see you. I know. Like, you know, because it was just that impactful Yeah. because it's, what are the odds that I mean, you can't even make this up. I, like, I, it just... I get these things, but it's with, uh, it's been lately. Or maybe it's because that's what I'm paying attention to, but I get these confirmations, you know, some people call it synchronicities, uh, with scripture. Really? Oh yeah. Like I, I started teaching at my church about four or five months ago in December. And I tried to just obey as to what topic to do, you know? Um, and I had a topic in mind lined out, you know? And I, I spent hours and hours trying to prepare this message, you know, this lesson or whatever you want to call it. And then I had an, a podcast interview with uh, Ryan Peterson. And I was asking him, I was like, well, what kind of stuff do you do, you know, for spiritual warfare as far as like protecting yourself or whatever? What What is something personal that you like to pray about? And he's like, oh, I'd, I'd go to Psalm 34. And I was like, Okay, that's, that's one I haven't heard really anything about. And so he he quotes a little bit of it to me. And I was like, well, that's cool. And then it's like eight different directions. You know, I go to church and that he like that week, it might have been the next day. Um, we had a guest preacher and he hits on Psalm 34. Wow. I go in, I go into my kitchen, open my cabinet, grab a coffee cup, and there's a verse from Psalm 34 on the coffee cup. I go wow. into my prayer book and I had written a verse from Psalm 34 like a year ago that I didn't even realize was part of it. And, but it was like four or five times in a row. And I was just like, okay, God, I got you, <laughs> you know? So, exactly. Yeah, That's the so, best response. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's been months and I still have no clue why it has to be that Psalm. But uh, the day after tomorrow, I'm finally going to teach on Psalm 34. Uh, Let it, me know how it goes, because I'm sure that's no doubt that's a synchronicity. I mean, what oh, are yeah. the odds? Calculate yeah, like, those odds. You know? yeah, somebody has to hear this and I don't know who or why, but it's God really works cool. in serious ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing what happens. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know, and for me, it's mostly these numbers and stuff, but there's endless stories. I mean, anybody can just go on YouTube, look up synchronicities. There are endless theories. There are endless, just a plethora of information and people's stories of these crazy things happening to them that led to a significant part of their lives that was all shaped through synchronicities. Yeah. And, um, let me see if there was any more that was that. And on that word, have you uh, ever watched the series on YouTube called Hellier? 
Mm, I don't think so. I've heard you mention it though. Um, it all started with basically started with synchronicities for them too. And oh wow! I'm gonna have to look into that. It's so it, it happens so much that the word synchronicity started getting on your nerves by the time you're over. You <laughs> get done with the series because everything, and it's just like, so it's so they use the word so much. I'm like, shut up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, what else do you call it? You know? Exactly. That's probably how I sound. <laughs> no, not at all. But every time I hear that word, I hear synchronicity. I think hell year. It's like, it's oh. <laughs> they're one. They're like, they're side by side for me. So you got to, I'll take have that. to look into them yes yeah, it's a very because i'm just now i'm just now realizing that this is a common thing and the word synchronicity just came to me recently um before i would just be like oh i talked to god through numbers which sounds psychotic but saying <laughs> that i you know experience synchronicities you know is a lot more socially acceptable to an extent so it was nice um and how i discovered that word and, and God winks. Um, have you have you ever heard of when God winks the book? I hadn't heard of that until just now. Okay, it's by Squire Rushnell, I believe, and um, he talks about he coined the term God winks, which is also another word for synchronicity. But I liked the God winks idea because it's kind of like God winking at you right. to let you know he's there and he's listening and he's sending you messages or however you want to look at it and everyone's relationship is personal with it i'm sure um but it says I actually have the book and it says that um his god wink is a signal or message directly from a higher power usually but not always in the form of a coincidence and he goes in the book talking about it and he has a plethora of stories in there um about people experiencing synchronicities and how it changed their lives and he mentions a lot of um famous people that became famous or that part of their story was surrounded with synchronicities so it's a really cool book i recommend it um for anybody wanting to look into this more but easily easier accessible is youtube full just full of this stuff and and it's cool and it's fun and it's entertaining but the important message is this happens to you you just might not see it so right. next time you think oh what a coincidence or oh that what are the odds that's ironic just stop and think maybe even document it and according to squire in this book and according to others and my own experiences when you start documenting things and you start paying attention it just floods in and next thing you know you're just going to get message and message and message God knows that you're opening your ears and he wants you to hear him. That's the way I look at it. So I want people to believe me so that they see it in their own lives because it changed my life for, right. I mean, literally tremendously. Um, so that's, that's my main message. And people can refer to this document if you share it with everyone um, and, and kind of see more of the visual proofs and some of the experiences that I haven't mentioned. Um, and hopefully Hopefully it's uh, convincing enough because I think that I'm supposed to push this message. I actually want to write a book of this. Yeah. I just think it's so important because, you know, it's hard for people to believe in ghosts when they've never seen a ghost. Right. They're like, there's no way that you got dragged down the hall by a ghost. And that person's like, yeah, it happened. But you, you don't fully always believe the stories you hear because they're not happening to you. And that's just our human nature. Right. 
but these synchronous, not everyone's going to see a ghost. Not everyone's going to have some crazy dog chase them. Um, but these synchronicities, I think is something that is there for anyone just to tap into. And I don't think anything malicious can come out of, <laughs> out of that. You know, right. I don't encourage people to go ghost hunting, but I will encourage you to look for synchronicities in your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And take that back to a biblical reference, you know, is seek and you shall find, right? Yeah. So if you, yeah. if you look for it, you know, God's talking to us all the time. Yeah, that's very true. And I have one more um, that is just kind of mind blowing in my opinion that I want to share. I think just one more anyways. Um, we get our, our water, you know, we're doing the whole off grid thing. We're not completely off grid, obviously. We still have electric, as you know, that got shut off today. Um, but we're getting there and our goal is to be fully self-sufficient in the next like five years, growing our own food, the whole shebang. But we don't have, we have a well on our property, but it was dirty. So we haven't used it. We haven't put our focus into fixing it because we were just going to get water from a spring that was recommended to us. So about 10 minutes from our house, there's a natural spring that is just constantly flowing. They have kind of a well with a pipe running out. That's just constant water flowing. So we drive our little Honda Odyssey over there with about 25 gallon buckets and we fill up five gallon buckets and we bring them home and we put them in our water tank and that's our water. And it sounds, it sounds hard, but it's better than paying a water bill to us, you know? So we'd rather work for ourselves than work for someone else to pay for something. That's our logic. But what's significant about that is we had been using this well for about a year. We didn't know it was here when we moved here. Our neighbors told us we had been getting water like 30 minutes away before we knew about the spring. And it was a, a, you know, a hassle. Anyways, we finally, about a year later, I was like, I want to know how this works. I want to know how this water is constantly flowing. It just seems crazy. And I want to know where it comes from. So I looked up the well and how it works. And it mentioned how usually there's a large body of water connected. That pushed me to zooming out on Google Maps, trying to see where this big body of water was. Couldn't really trace it down. So I decided just to Google the creek. Because it, on Google Maps, you can see all your creeks and stuff. And I was at the well at this moment I was searching. So I was standing right on top of the creek and thought, well, it has to be this creek feeding into here. That's where the water's coming from. So I just Googled, it was Greenville Creek is what it's called. And I have screenshots of this in the document, by the way. But um, I Googled Greenville Creek. And I shit you not, <laughs> the Greenville Creek is a 44.4 mile long lake river whatever you call it um so 44.4 miles long of course which just blew our minds because it was a blessing it was just a pure blessing and then here we have this number again and coinciding with a blessing yes so that just blew our minds and i mean that was just another at this point i'm convinced there's no more convincing me it's just still more confirmation and i'm just like extra thankful for the water and i just just overwhelmed with gratitude at that moment because I'm just like there's no question in my mind that that's not a pure blessing right there and that God has let me know it was from him again yes absolutely I I love that and you know the number three in a Christian worldview is a very significant number yeah three's the 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 number of completion perfection is the trinity um uh also 
the waking up at three o'clock in the morning or three thirty-three. They call that like the witch's hour, right? It's the mm -hmm. it's the mockery of the sacred number. You know, those threes are important. Um, and the one the one two zero for people that do numerology, I think they they will sometimes add those numbers, right? So you'd have a three there, and the one two one that's a four. Uh, yeah, all of that just inter interconnects there. I I think that you're really onto something, and it's gonna it, it's gonna help me to pay more attention to these things too. Yeah, good, and that's that's what I want because I bet I hope that everyone hearing this will start, or maybe they already see it, and I hope that there's just a flood of stories in your inbox because yeah, yeah, there's there's so many people out there that experience this, and I don't think a lot of people stop to think that it might have spiritual meaning. They just see it as a coincidence, but you know, if you can't calculate the odds i mean i know not everyone's a mathematician but if you cannot calculate the odds then the odds are probably more on the spiritual side than the scientific <laughs> oh it just happened side i mean yeah. the whole universe is a synchronicity i mean think about the distance of our moon and our sun if they were any different the entire world wouldn't exist exactly i mean we have the fibonacci sequence we have the speed of light we have all these exact connotations and these exact formulas and numbers throughout the entire universe you know you can see spirals and galaxies and, and shells and you get my point i mean the whole world is literally a big synchronicity in my opinion yeah. because it was intelligently designed by god exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly now the question is for david weiss is it round or is it flat when you know, you know <laughs> this whole earth both it's both <laughs> <laughs> I think Sam Tripoli says that too. He says it's everything. It's literally yeah. everything all at once. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is yeah. in a sense. Yep. Yeah. I, I love Sam. Uh I was supposed to be on his show a few weeks ago, but they uh they're like, yeah, we'll get you back on. And then Mark, the guy that lines everything up for him, messages me at like 10 40 p.m. He's like, Can you be on at eleven o'clock Eastern time or what or eight o'clock, you know, California time? And I'm like already in bed. I got to get up at six o'clock oh, no. in the morning for work. And I was like, no, no, I can't do that. And then I haven't heard back from him. So I, I probably, Aww. I probably uh, wasted my shot there on a, on another return, but yeah, no, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. That's I think right. that's actually how I found you was through Sam's podcast when you were on before. Really? I knew I found you some, I knew you were on someone's podcast and that's how I found you. So yeah. um, that was cool, but. Yeah, I, I thought this was cool to share. And in the document, there's a lot more. Like, for example, my social security number comes out to 33. Yeah, wow. Add all the numbers, which I can't prove that because of obvious reasons. But Yeah, yeah go ahead and show me that. <laughs> yeah, right? You ain't going to get much. <laughs> but our address to the land we bought ended up being 1332. Of course. So 33 in there. And the last two numbers of my youngest son's social security number is 33 uh, my life path number if you believe in that kind of stuff is nine so three 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 so it just kind of sounds everything and it's just interesting and i you know i'm always take everything with a grain of salt and the numerology thing you know i know there's christians or other religious people that might think you know to stay away from numerology to stay away from you know asking the universe for guidance or whatever because you know you could be communicating with things that are um you know tricksters are pretending to be something good and they're not 
but I don't think that that's the case in my instance. I think that I, I speak so much to Jesus and to God that nothing can influence me or I would be able to recognize it. There was an instance where I was in this rabbit hole of religion because I was doing like a Easter podcast for my podcast and I was researching the history of religion and how there are there is man manipulation throughout a lot of the religions and the texts and all that and I heard Freddie Silva have you heard of Freddie Silva I have okay well he speaks about all these things that um, he's discovered throughout his research he mentioned the lost gospels of Thomas which was the brother of Jesus right you know of that which i couldn't i couldn't find anything on that my own i'm not sure um really but he said that in that gospel it was mentioning of an imposter church yeah. or the uh warning of there being an imposter church so i was just kind of racking all this around in my brain you know what if you know the devil or the luciferian experiment has infiltrated our churches and that's why you have you know a lot of questionable things going on like priests and pedophilia and all that stuff right so I was having these thoughts and the next thing I know I go through McDonald's to get my son some french fries and I always use coupons on the app and if nobody does that like if you're going to McDonald's you have to use the app because you'll oh, save yeah. so much money yeah <laughs> and uh so I get the code and it was 6606 so it kind of freaked me out because I'm sitting here thinking about the devil and all this stuff and then i see 666 and i'm like ah but yeah. i just brush it off and then i go to pull up to the next window and there's a car in front of me with a bumper sticker that says destroy religion wow yeah and i have pictures of that in that document and i took it i posted it on social media and a lot of people were like oh are you trying to say that you're talking to the devil and no that's not what i was saying but what I think happened was I think it was a message saying that Satan 666 is destroying or trying to destroy religion. Yep. That's kind of the message that I got out of it. So I just thought that was interesting and significant. I don't really know, you know, too much about religion and stuff, but that was just the rabbit hole I was on and stuff just really gets you thinking. But I know back to the point of that, that, that I knew instantly wasn't um, Lucifer trying to tell me to destroy religion. <laughs> right. As some people might take it. I knew that it wasn't a nefarious message. So I think use your intuition and your discernment on the messages you receive. And obviously there are bad things in the world that can try to misguide you. But if you just follow your heart and intuition and you're doing good, nothing can touch you. If you, if you have God wrapped around you, nothing can touch you. And that's what I'm trying to preach. And if you don't believe, look for these synchronicities. They're going to be there. I know it. Amen. I just know it. <laughs> Amen. But I think that's all I have, unless you have any questions or anything. No questions. I, what I, I just, I would just uh, agree with what you're saying. Um, a house divided by itself cannot stand or something to that effect. Right. So if you're getting closer in your walk with God by these numbers, then there is no way that it's of the enemy. Exactly. That's how I um, feel. 
It's just like when the Pharisees tried to say that Jesus was casting out demons by the power of Beelzebub. You know, it was blasphemous to say that. And he's like, and on top of that, genius, why would I, you know, if I was of the devil, why would I be casting out devils? You know, what? <laughs> you know that, right. that's counterproductive, you know? So that's this a good would be, point. It would be counterproductive of, you know, if these numbers keep leading you closer spiritually for something to try to step in and use them, you know, it's just, it just ain't going to work out. Yeah, right? exactly. You can try all you want, but it ain't going to work with me. That's there for sure. Go. There you go. But it's ironic that you say that because I, I was nervous to do this um, podcast because, well, first off, I was just nervous to talk to you in general, but <laughs> I was nervous to spread this message because I don't know how it looks from an outside view. And I didn't want to uh, come off as crazy or get the message wrong or whatever. So I just had all these emotions and I made a prayer out. God, please give me, you know, some confirmation that I'm supposed to do this. And that was seconds before my power went out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So my power just flashes out and we didn't know if our camper breaker blue we had to investigate everything but it was seconds after making that prayer and i thought well is this a sign not to do it and i started just kind of questioning everything and i was talking to my friend and she was like i don't see why god wouldn't want you to do it and then we started wondering well what if it was something on the other side trying to stop me from spreading the message yep. and she even said you know what it's going to be funny when it comes on right in time and then that will be your message. Then you'll know. And boom, literally 530, it comes back on. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just interesting. That's right. That's right. We, uh, there, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot more we could talk about as far as spiritual warfare yes. goes <laughs> and how the devil tries to stop, not just this show, but a lot of shows in the same thread. Um, but it don't work, you know? Yeah, I've we heard that a lot of people having technical difficulties while talking about a certain subject. And oh, it gets yeah, crazy. it gets crazy. And yeah. actually, uh, I know at the time we were recording this is like weeks off from what's going on. But uh, the show that releases tomorrow in real time mm -hmm. goes a lot more into that. It, it's oh wow, yeah, it's fun. It's well, fun. perfect timing. I'm excited. Yes. Well, one more time, tell people the name of your podcast, where they can find you. Um, anything else you want to share? And then we'll wrap yeah. things up. Well, thank you. Yeah. So again, I just want to share the message of looking into synchronicity. Just Google it. Just entertain the idea. And then you'll get open to it more. It'll probably explain it a lot better than me. Um, and then start looking for them in your life. Because if you're already a believer and you don't already see these synchronicities, you're going to have your faith really confirmed. And I think it's just a great way to have tangible proof. If, if you ever are starting to doubt it for any reason, that that's something you can latch onto, even document it. Like I started doing, I can refer back to some of this thing, some of this and, and see God work in my life. I can even look back on my previous past well previous past of course that was <laughs> but my past and see some synchronicities like real quick I would forget one thing I'm so sorry mm -hmm. I when I found out I was pregnant with my first child at only 19 years old my mother was a heroin addict she had been a heroin addict for about a year or two and I lost 
contact with her and I always told her if she ever wanted to get clean to call me and I would help her. I had found out I was pregnant at 19 years old, you know, when I needed my mom the most. And the next day after finding out I was pregnant, she calls me and says, I want to get clean. And she's been clean ever since. Thank the Lord. Yes. Thank the Lord. And she was never religious. I mean, she borderline hated God, but for some reason she got clean and attributed it all to God. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So you can, you can look back in your past and probably see these synchronicities and just say, wow, God really does have a path through me and he really does work in mysterious ways. And and we can see it if we're open to see it. And, um, yeah, so I'm the deep perception podcast. So it's deep perception podcast and I'm on all platforms, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff. And I'm most active on Instagram at deep perception podcast on there. And I'm, I'm looking for anyone that wants to come on my podcast and share their experiences or talk with me or whatever. I'm just looking for friends and like-minded people. And I just want to grow my community and I'm happy if anyone wants to check me out or not, and I'll take any feedback and whatever, but I'm most importantly, just very very thankful that you had me on and saw value in my experiences and my story because I was very nervous if it was a good idea or not, but I knew you were the right person to come to. Well, thank you so much. That's a blessing for me. And I I appreciate you sharing that with me. I appreciate you bringing me into it. Um, Well, you're meant to be for some reason. (laughs) Absolutely. And you're obedient and hollering at me and I'm going to be obedient and sharing it, you know? (laughs) And if you ever want me to come on your show, just holler at me. I, I would love to catch up with you again down the road. If you know, Anytime. Yeah, I'll, to, I'll message you. I will arrange something. Yeah, I would love that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you have uh, anything else, is that are we good? We're good. I think we're good. Yep. All right. But well, you have a good awesome. evening. You I too. The, Thank you. I hope you. the weather keeps your power on and uh, there's no more problems. Yeah. Well, at least we got our generator running now, so I ain't scared. There you go. All, <laughs> All right. right. Well, have a good night. You too. Bye. All right, God, God bless. God bless. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, um, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel at any time. Get in on... uh, all the the new latest and greatest stuff we have going on. All right. So again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you 
You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
Better days. Better days.